Let's say like someone takes the quiz and then they still need to talk to someone. When they do talk to someone, they are so much more warmed up and they are so much more, they know what they need and what they want. For example, like someone, one of my clients took my quiz about their quiz funnel. And like when they purchased their VIP day with me for to build out their quiz funnel, they knew what their quiz ID was going to be because they're like, I went through this quiz. It's going to be about this. And then like we sharpened it a little bit, but it was such a <laughs> dream for me where I was like, oh my gosh, you know what you want. This is amazing. <laughs> and you know, like the, the sales conversation that we had was like quite simple because, you know, they were already been warmed up and they have more clarity into what they need when they're going to work with me. You are listening to the Launch Playbook Podcast, the weekly podcast for service-based business owners to discover the starts, stops, and tools of transformation that go into launching their online offers. I'm your host, Sarah Vartanian, and if you want to launch your ideas into the world faster with more success and less burnout, well, friend, consider this show your secret playbook to get you there. This will sound like one of those in my day type stories, because it is. When I was a teen and in my early 20s, the Cosmo Quiz found in Cosmopolitan magazine was the place to find answers about yourself. Will I find my soulmate? Am I destined to be a BFF only? What does my style say about me? The quiz is the first thing I do and what my friends and I would chat about. Was it true? Did the answer fit? Now, of course, we get served up quizzes on BuzzFeed. And you can find out things like, what family of the ton would you belong to if you're a Bridgerton fan like me and care about stuff like that? And you can still discover what your style says about you. But quizzes have also firmly claimed a place in the online business world. As a top lead gen tool, it can boost your list and amp up the like, know, and trust factor. So if you've been considering adding a quiz to your lead generation, or even as a tool to use during your launch, then this episode is for you. Today, we're talking quiz funnels with Alison Carpio. She's an author, speaker, and head copywriting chef at the Conversion Kitchen. Alison has run quiz funnels with eight-figure businesses in the health and wellness space, She gives talks about quizzes at high-level masterminds done in a day, Copy Accelerator, and Todd Brown. And now she helps service providers and marketers map out their juicy quiz final in one day. Allison, welcome. Thanks, Sarah. Great to be here. I was cracking up when you were filling that intro about Cosmo and just reminiscing the times I took. If you ever read YM back in the day as well. that one too. So (laughs) good. (laughs) Totally showing our age. That's okay. Yes. <laughs> it's funny. Like when I was reco- getting ready to record this episode with you, I was looking through Cosmo because I actually still order it, but now I don't really so much use it to read the articles. It's more like headline inspiration, but sometimes when I'm writing blog posts and things like that. So I was flipping yes. through the past like six months worth and I was like, there was only one quiz in it. And it was way different than it used to be. It was more like a flow chart. And I was, <laughs> I was kind of sad. I was like, we didn't have flow charts back in our day. That no, wasn't a thing. It didn't exist. It was only in math class. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So I was kind of like reminiscing. I'm like, there's a whole generation who doesn't know. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. They're, they're with the BuzzFeed thing, you know, like at least they have that. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, there's so many of those. I could just like, I could, I could do them all day. <laughs> Anyways, Allison, let's jump right in. So it seems people who use quizzes in their business rave about them. Why is that? Well, quizzes for your business are really awesome for lead gen and lead conversion when your quiz is tied to your offer. 
And I mean, we kind of alluded to this earlier, but quizzes are really fun to take, especially because the person taking the quiz really discovers something unique about themselves. And as they answer your quiz questions, they get clarity and a deeper understanding of a problem they're facing and or what they desire instead. So I like to think of funnels in general, like a museum. It's a guided experience where you go room by room, and at the end of it, there's a gift shop. And quiz funnels are more like those interactive museums, like the Museum of Ice Cream or the Color Factory, where you get to really play around with these, each exhibit. And you're not just absorbing stuff, but you're like actually getting to interact with each of those pieces. And it's a lot more fun. So it's a lot more appealing for people to go through your quiz funnel. I love that example. It's, it's so much more like... Something that you're part of, right? As, a, as opposed to something that's being done to you. Yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And then, so we're all on the same page. Can you tell us a little bit more about like a quiz funnel where you walk us through the different parts of what makes one up? Yep. Yep. So you can also see a quiz funnel, sort of like a conversation you have with someone at scale where you can get to know them. And the key parts of a quiz funnel that I see are one, it's the title of the quiz. So just like a book, a really juicy title of a quiz really gets people to want to take that quiz. Kind of like, you know, when you're at the bookstore and you're perusing titles and you're like, ooh, I want this book because you see that book title. The second part is the quiz questions. So the more thoughtful and in-depth, the more it feels like a unique discovery at the end of it. We want our quizzes to be more thoughtful and to show that we really get what they're going through. So, you know, put some thought into it. And then the third part is the quiz results. So these are the results pages, which sells your offer, which are essentially sales pages, if you think about that. So you want to tie the quiz result to what you're offering. And then the fourth part is the email sequences for people who take the quiz because a lot of times the magic is really in the email follow-up for those who really need some nurturing before they're ready to work with you. And all of those key parts are essential for your quiz funnel. And when all of them are tied to your quiz idea and when your quiz idea is tied to your offerings, it's really amazing and magical for lead gen and lead conversion. Thank you. So what are your favorite ways to use a quiz or any other ways that you've seen out in the wild in the business world? Yeah. So before we see like what ways to use a quiz, I like to think of quizzes in like there's a couple of types of quizzes. So the first one is as a lead gen tool and a quiz used as a lead gen tool. You're probably more, these are a lot more common and a lead gen tool quiz is more for like higher quality leads and bringing in new people. And they're for people who are more problem or solution aware. They may or may not know there's a solution to their problem, but don't know of any specific products to solve it. So examples of these are like the personality quizzes or a brand voice quiz for a copywriter. One of my clients is a copywriter and she had a brand voice quiz. I had another client who's an interior designer and she had a style quiz because, you know, if you know, have a better idea of what your style is when you work with an interior designer, you have a better idea of what you want your your rooms or your home or your office to look like. And then we have the lead conversion quiz. And these are more for existing leads who are more solution or product aware, meaning these people may or may not know your offer solves a problem, but they may not know all about your offer. So an example of this is my own quiz. I have a quiz. It's going to get really meta here. <laughs> it's a quiz about quiz funnels and it helps you come up with your quiz idea because when people work with me on their quiz funnel, Ideally, they know what their quiz idea is about generally. So those are for people who have already either decided they want to do a quiz funnel or they're like really interested in it and they just really need that clarity on that. 
Another example could be something a little bit more interactive, like a calculator. Jordan Gill has one where Jordan Gill from Done in a Day, which, you know, Sarah, that's how you and I met. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she has one where it's like, what what type of VIP day should you offer? And that's for people who are already decided, like, I want to offer a VIP day, but they don't know what kind of VIP day they want to offer or is good for their business. And once they know what that is, they're more inspired to really take action and want to to get that going. So those are the two kind of buckets. And you're, you know, there could be a blend of the two. And just depending on where you're at, really, really depend how you'll use your quiz. But generally speaking, quizzes are really awesome for ad traffic. Like if you're running IG and Facebook ads, it plays really nicely with ads. One of my clients, the interior designer, she uses hers for generating leads on IG and Facebook. And I really love using mine when I give talks and summits and, you know, podcasts like this one, because it's very low commitment in that, you know, you don't have to read a whole book or dedicate an hour to watching a whole webinar it still leads to that people are really curious about where where they fall or what the result is going to be. So there's so many ways to use it, just depending on if you're more focused on lead generation or lead conversion will determine, you know, how it's go- how you're going to be using it in your business. Yeah, that makes so much sense. Allison, why do you think we should choose a quiz over, let's say, another lead gen tool? Like like you mentioned already, maybe a workshop which has more time commitment. But there's, there's so many other ones, of course, like PDF, checklists, etc. How do we know it's right for us? Yeah, so the first thing I'll say is if you have a quiz idea that feels really aligned with you and your people or you just have this inkling like there's something here, that's first and foremost is why you know it's right for you. The second thing is that quizzes don't necessarily replace webinars or workshops or anything like that. I like, I think they're a really great pairing. It's kind of like, you know, the, the great debate between email or social media, like you really need both. <laughs> so if your, your quiz is more of a lead gen tool, it could be on the front of a webinar. If it's a lead conversion tool, it could be on the back of a webinar. Or, you know, if you have a podcast like you, Sarah, like yours could be, you know, for lead gen either lead gen or lead conversion, you know, it just really depends, but it's, it's a complement to all your other lead gen tools. You can start with it being your first one, but generally speaking, like, I think it's good to, you know, always be thinking about it, adding it to your lead gen buffet, if you will. (laughs) So (laughs) there's that. But also like if you're showing up on, if you're highly visible, if you're showing up on podcasts and summits, you know, especially in summits where you are, you know, maybe people are opting into a lot of different things. This one, like quizzes are really awesome because like people who opt into your quiz have already gone through it. So they've already absorbed it and they're not just like opting into it and not you know, reading it or going through it. So in many ways, it can really set you apart from from other different, you know, speakers on summits. And again, if you're running ads, it plays really nicely with that. And, you know, if you have leads on your email list who really need that extra nudge to convert, that's where the lead conversion quiz comes in. And, you know, it's really great for that. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense that it's paired with other things. I can see that for sure. This episode of the Launch Playbook Podcast is brought to you by my free launch maps, your complete step-by-step map of all your launch assets, so you know exactly what messaging notes to hit and when to share each piece of copy. Because I know that you have signed up for many freebies over the years, only to be disappointed with the Canva PDF that hardly gave you any info, but I promise you the launch maps aren't that. When I showed these to my OBM, she literally walked off the screen. 
that I was giving away this for free. This is the exact launch map template I use for every single one of my one-on-one clients. And inside, you'll be able to personalize, tweak, and repeat a strategy for your messaging for each and every launch from pre-launch to post. Go and get your free launch map at www.sarahvartanian.com slash launch dash map. Let's talk about how you'd use them in a launch. So I know we talked a lot about using it like as part of, you know, lead generation funnel in different ways, but what, how, how have you seen them used in a launch aspect? If it's a lead gen quiz, you'll want to use it in the pre-launch phase. So definitely use that there. But the thing I'll say about that is you'll still want to sell all throughout your quiz. So when people have more of the lead gen quiz where it's like, you know, a personality quiz or even if it's like, oh, what kind of course should you create? Like you'll still want to be selling all throughout it. I think like the mindset shift of you only sell in the quiz, either on the sales results pages or in the email follow up is, you know, that kind of. You know, that's just a mistake it's when you make your quiz. So what you want to do instead is think of how you're selling all throughout the quiz. And selling can happen already in the title itself, because when your quiz idea is really tied to your offers, like it's going to be really easy for you to, you know, sell all throughout your quiz. And it, the title of your quiz kind of sells your offer itself. And then all throughout the questions as well. So whether you're talking about clients that you've worked with or even just like, knowing or understanding their situation and knowing that you understand what they're facing and showing them, you know, what the other side looks like and really just helping them understand like what, where they're at with their problem and what they're facing. Think of it like that and that you are selling all throughout the quiz. So that's one thing I'll say about the lead gen quiz. If it's a lead conversion quiz, I alluded to this earlier, but you want to use it as a pairing for your sales vehicle, whether that's a webinar or a challenge or if you're hosting a summit, et cetera, et cetera. Another thing that I've seen that I really love is if you are hosting a summit, if that is, you know, part of your lunch, then using a quiz as helping people, you know, create a custom schedule. Because if people have that custom schedule, it's almost like, you know, they're more likely to show up to the summit and therefore they're more likely to engage, more likely to take the next step, more likely to convert, et cetera, et cetera. So it's kind of like you have that concierge for people, but instead of hiring people to say like, oh, these are the different workshops you should go to, it's like actually doing that for them and making it easy for them. That's such a fun idea. I've never heard that one before. Yeah, got that from Jen Zeller, the virtual summit search. That's a really <laughs> great way. I've seen quizzes used a couple of times in the middle of like open cart sequences in and yeah. launches where people, I think you have like Amy Porterfield's DCA Academy and I think Ashlyn, Ashlyn Wright's one of hers as well. It was like helping them decide if their program was right for them at the right time as well. Yep. 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 Yeah. So you can think of it like, you know, replacing if you have a lot of conversations with people, it could really replace that conversation as well. Like, is something right for me? You know, or if like, for example, if there's multiple different, you know, options for your lunch, like which one is right for me? You know, like what what option is right for me kind of thing. And also like I've seen calculators as well. And while calculators aren't necessarily Technically quizzes, I kind of group them together in that they're interactive lead gen or lead conversion tools that make it easy for people to discover something and they don't have to necessarily talk to someone to get that discovery. And that's something that you've mentioned a couple of times. And I want to come back to that, how you're saying if we use a quiz again, like let's say during the launch or let's say like leading up to an event, as you're saying, like the summit, it could potentially replace 
part of the need to have as many people, let's say, in the chat or helping with that customer service part. So even though we're spending a lot of time up front, maybe creating that quiz during the actual events, it can be really supportive of us. Exactly, exactly. And let's say like they someone takes the quiz and then they still need to talk to someone. When they do talk to someone, they are so much more warmed up and they are so much more, they know what they need and what they want. For example, like someone, one of my clients took my quiz about their quiz funnel. And like when, you know, they purchased their VIP day with me for to build out their quiz funnel, they knew what their quiz ID was going to be because they're like, I went through this quiz. It's going to be about this. And then like, you know, we sharpened it a little bit, but it was such a dream for me where I was like, oh my gosh, you know what you want. This is amazing. <laughs> and, you know, like the the sales conversation that we had was like quite simple because, you know, they were already been warmed up and they have more clarity into what they need when they're going to work with me. Oh my gosh, as a copywriter, my head is like just going with this as well. <laughs> because, <laughs> because I'm just thinking too, as you were saying, like going into an event or a summit or a course or whatever the issue is, or, or even like a sales call, like we know that, you know, our customers have so many questions, but sometimes we don't want to put maybe all 20 questions on a, like a service or sales page because mm-hmm. it's just a lot, right? But mm-hmm. that we can then fine tune those questions. I can see in the results. Like if you're, you know, if they get this X, here's like the three questions you might be having. Like if you're yes. someone, so maybe it's like someone who's choosing the extended payment plan. Okay. Well, what does that look like? Or who wants a VIP option? Okay. So here's what might be on your mind. Yeah. So that's, like, that's so really, I see that being really effective. Exactly. And just to add to that, like it's, it's kind of a dream for us marketers and copywriters. Cause like we get to see what people are selecting. And Mm -hmm. we get to, you know, segment people out, you know, like based on what they decide and you get to do some research as well in the middle of it. And, you know, if you're seeing people are mostly selecting one, one of the options, then, you know, you can tailor that question to just go deeper on that one, one answer instead of giving them, you know, the, the answers where people are only choosing one of them. So it's really exciting for like, you know, if you're more of a qualitative data nerd, like I am. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love the data. Okay. So let's talk about the data actually, because that's something I feel like when people are thinking about their quizzes, they don't always know all that good juicy stuff that it's actually behind the quiz that they get, especially depending on the software they choose and things like that. What is some of the data that we can expect to take away from a quiz funnel that we wouldn't necessarily get from other lead gen or lead conversion tools? Yeah. So I alluded to earlier, like you get people's Input. So, for example, let's say you serve coaches, consultants, and service providers, and you want to see what, you know, how many of those people are in your audience. You'll get to see how, what the split of that is. Or if you work with people in different, in different industries, you'll get to see that as well. Another thing too is like, you'll get to see like the different stages they're at. So like a really common question that people ask is like, you know, where, what, what your desires are. And based on what your desires are, it kind of tells you what stage they're in and you get to see what that is as well. So there's a lot of quantitative data or qualitative data there that really give you an idea of like, you know, what, what you, who you need to be speaking to and who your audience really makes up. And also that you can, you know, tailor some emails and automation flows from that. So that's one thing. Another thing too is when done well, (laughs) there's a lot of high opt-in rates for quizzes. So there's high opt-in rates and especially like when your quiz is really thoughtful, 
like a, like a conversation where you really show that you, you're, you know, it's not like a basic quiz. It's like you're really getting into the heart of it and you're really getting specific about what they're talking about. You'll be surprised at how high opt-in rates are especially when you have more questions. I think a really common misconception is that the less questions, the better. But if you think of like a conversation and it's only like two questions and, you know, they get a result, like it doesn't really, it feels like, it feels too, it doesn't feel custom. You know, it feels like Mm -hmm. it's too, it's, you know, just kind of cookie cutter kind of thing. So I've actually, I've run some split tests on it with past clients who, you know, had a lot of traffic going to their funnels. And when we cut the questions in half, we actually saw a lower conversion rate in general. Like, I, I don't remember the opt-in rate, but we saw a lower, like, conversion rate after, which makes That's sense so because, mm-hmm. yeah, it kind of makes sense if you think about it. Cause, you know, like, it was just, you know, it wasn't really digging deep and it kind of felt like another basic quiz that they may have taken out there. So overall, you can expect better, like, higher opt-in rates, higher conversion rates, but overall, like, better quality people. Like I think, you know, we could talk about the numbers and numbers always depend on people. So that's why I'm not necessarily naming specific numbers, but like you'll know your quiz is really working for you when you're looking at the people who opted into it. And, you know, you see people who, you know, you would love to work with your ideal client, and especially when you talk to them and they're really speaking, you know, in your language. Like I was saying how, you know, one of my clients, you know, purchased my their VIP day from my quiz and they were really using the language from the quiz when they were talking to me <laughs> and I was like that's how I know it's a success like because they're really absorbing it and they're all for it and they're really aligned with it and you know this that's another overlooked way of how you know a quiz is working for you it's so interesting it's kind of like they so I think that qualifies them even more when they probably come onto a call with you right because they're already aligned yeah. with your conversation they're already sort of shifting maybe they're thinking around the topic Yes, so like a lot exactly. of education happening there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you get to show up to the call already knowing that, which is really nice. Mm-hmm. You don't have to like, you know, spend, you know, five, 10 minutes, the first five, 10 minutes of the call asking them those questions. Cause you know, you already know. So you can kind of just like get to the heart of the conversation, get to the really juicy or the meat and potatoes of it, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> For sure. Where can quiz funnels go wrong? Ooh, yes. You're either not selling or talking about your offers at all, or you're saving selling the selling for only one part of the quiz instead of, you know, doing all throughout, like I've talked about earlier. The quiz is incongruent with your offer. I think like sometimes like my clients or people who talk to me, they're, they, they're really, they get really excited about like creating a quiz that people want to take, that they get kind of far away from their offer. And it's like, you don't want the most people taking your quiz. You just want your people taking the quiz. So make sure your quiz appeals to your people, not all love the people. The one thing that I'll talk about too, that it's not necessarily make or break, but it's really something you'll highly want to consider is when you offer a quiz result that you either don't offer or don't want to offer. So one of my clients, she had a, like a, a voice quiz and there was one where there were three results, but she was considering a fourth result. And technically, in a voice quiz or a style quiz or any quiz, if you think about it, there's potentially hundreds or thousands of potential results. If you really want to be comprehensive and you want to cover all of the things, you absolutely can. But I don't recommend that because someone who takes your voice quiz or your style quiz is going to be someone different who takes 
takes another person's voice or style quiz. And my client wanted to include this fourth, this fourth voice that she's seeing that's really common, but you know, she didn't want to work with those people and, you know, don't offer something if, you know, you don't want to attract those people. So eventually we took that one out. We stuck to the three that she wanted to work with. And that's also like one of the secrets in, you know, your quiz attracting people you want to work with, because if your quiz results speak to the people you want to work with, then they're going to attract those people in general. And then how do we know if it's effective? I know you walked us through some of the parts of it and mentioned definitely it being like congruent to your offer, but let's just sort of recap those you know, let's say key points of what, how we know that our quiz is going to check those boxes of something that's going to work for us. Yep. So you'll want to look at your lead numbers, your, like how many people are opting into your quiz and then look at who is coming in. <laughs> like, are those people higher quality? Are those people the people that you want to work with? Really look at the quantitative and the qualitative. And then of course, when you're talking to people, you'll want to see like, are they more aware about what they, the situation that they're in and are they more primed to work with you? So that's how you know a quiz is really, really working for you. And also like, for example, if your quiz leads to another step in your funnel, you'll want to see that as well. And if you have the ability to see like, okay, the people from the quiz who ended up, you know, watching the webinar, like those are people are more likely to convert or they are people that we want to work with or when they show up to a sales call, they are more likely to convert or they're more likely to show up to a sales call. That's how you know a quiz is really working for you. So really looking at it holistically and the the role that your quiz plays in your overall lead gen and lead conversion system. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to see that, to look at the whole picture there. I guess that's a reminder, I guess, in our whole business, right? We have to do that. (laughs) Yes. Look at the pathway. So you were talking around selling throughout and a question that I have heard come up in conversation with like clients and just like other business owners would be, how do we choose our quiz topic? So since we're all about taking action here, can you help us get the ball rolling? How can we actually develop a great quiz topic that will be aligned to selling? Yep. Yep. So, well, you could start with my quiz because <laughs> I have a quiz for that. It's at theconversionkitchen.com slash cook, like you're going to cook something. We'll put that in our show notes for sure. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So take that. I would love to hear what your results are and if you've been surprised about it. But generally speaking, like think about the conversations that you're having with people, what are thing, what are, what keeps coming up for you? And also like, what do people really need to understand and know about themselves before they either make a decision or before they speak with you or work with you? And that'll really tell you like what your quiz really needs to be about. And also like how smooth is the transition from their quiz results to your offer? Cause you know, that, that'll, that's usually a very telling sign. Like, if it's, you know, if it feels really obscure or if it feels like there's a lot of distance between the two, then maybe that's going to be a little bit of a, it's a little incongruent. But if the transition seems quite smooth and it's a little bit more easeful, then that's when you know, like, that's a really good, that's a really solid, juicy quiz idea. And earlier you mentioned the difference between, and I don't know if I have the, the words right, so you'll have to correct me, Allison, but like there's the, the lead generation type and the lead conversion type. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. So- yep. What are those real differences between those? Like one is because you talked about selling throughout all of our quizzes. So how do we sort of differentiate? And I guess does selling have a different spot depending on what quiz type you're doing? Yes. 
Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, all of those. So your quiz could technically be a blend of the two, but the lead gen tool is more for if you want newer, higher quality leads and they're like, they're more on the problem or solution where end of the spectrum, whereas lead conversion is more they're on the solution or product aware side of the spectrum. So technically a lead gen quiz, you know, even though you're selling throughout, you know, you can convert people. It's totally true. But if you think of it like the, the primary objective there is to attract high quality leads and that's more on the lead gen side. And depending if, if it is more on the lead gen side, that, that usually tells you how you will use your quiz, whether it's going to be more on, you know, a podcast and depending on what you're talking about. If it's like, like, for example, if my quiz was like my quiz, it's about quiz funnels. So it's for people who already know that they are interested in a quiz funnel and they just need to know like what kind. That's a lead conversion tool. Technically, like even if they're not in my world and they're still a new lead, it's still like the primary objective there is to, you know, convert people. And with lead conversion tools, like, or lead conversion quizzes, it's more, you'll expect to get lower, like a lesser quantity, but a higher quality leads. Whereas lead gen tools, they're, they're usually more, you'll get more quantity and, you know, they might need more warming up and more, you know, emailing and more like relationship building on the back end of it. So if it's like the lead gen, we might expect that people will need to go through, let's say, our whole like sequence afterwards of emails be- before they're ready to maybe move to the next step. Usually that's what I've seen. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And then on the results page, should we always be selling? What do you think? Yes. <laughs> yes. <I'm- laughs> so yes, on the results page, yes, like you, you want to give that result. And again, like when that result really ties to what your offer is, like that's what selling is, you know, and people can, you know, if they're, if they're not ready to convert just yet, you have an email sequence in place that takes care of that. If they are ready, then they'll go for it. But you know, it's, it's, it's a business quiz. And especially when you're, title, your quiz title really preps people and it's like about your offer somehow, whether directly or indirectly, then it won't be a surprise for most people. And then the other question I've heard asked a lot is how do you figure out, like, let's say the math behind or the logic behind getting the results? Like, so, you know, we let's say we have three results. How many questions do we have to use to get those results? Like, how do people do it? really depends on the quiz idea. It depends on, it depends on you. I've seen quizzes to be very effective when it's just based on one question, which is, you know, pretty surprising for people. But like, if that, if that one question is so well thought out and so researched, like it works really nicely. Sometimes it's two questions, sometimes it's three, but it doesn't necessarily need to be the most complicated quiz. I've worked on those quizzes where it's like there's a scoring method. And mm-hmm. again, these were these were businesses where they were spending seven to eight figures a month on on ads alone. <laughs> so like these quizzes really like were, you know, it ran the business. So that's why there's this, that, you know complex. But, you know, for if I'm speaking to the service provider, for example, I love working with service providers. There doesn't necessarily need to be that, that intense or that, that logically well thought out. And it'll, it will still be highly, highly valuable. I think the, 
the common misconception here is that the more complex it is, the more valuable it is. But that's not necessarily true. So I just want to bust that myth real quick. I'm glad that you did, for sure. So even though, let's say that the one question we ask could lead to the result, I know that you mentioned we should have multiple questions anyways. So what are those other questions for then? Those could be for segmentation purposes. It could be for research purposes. And a lot of the times it could really help like, you know, with deciding what it is, but not necessarily the logic won't be tied to it. So I think they're important to have like, of course, you don't want to have a one question quiz, <laughs> mm-hmm. but, you know, in in Interact, for example, like it'll record the question answers as well. And you could still, you know, see those in there. So, you know, as long as you're able to record those and view those and just like, you know, see what the results are, then that's really highly useful for you. And then like, let's say you get on a sales call or you're in someone's DMs with someone who took the quiz, you could still look up their their quiz results, not just like what the, the result they got, but like the answers that they put in the quiz. And that'll help you with the conversation. So if our listeners could only walk away with one thing from this episode, what do you hope it'll be? I've said this multiple times, and I think it's worth repeating again. (laughs) Make your quiz tied to your offer. Make it tied to your offer. It doesn't need to be like the most BuzzFeed worthy quiz. Just make sure that it is tied to your offer. And at the same time, make it fun and appealing to take. This is something that people are excited to take. They're excited to take quizzes. Make it fun and tie it to your offering. And then the next thing I'll say, I know you said one thing, but I just, this is a word for two. (laughs) (laughs) Let it be messy and get it done. It doesn't have to be perfect. It can be messy and still be highly valuable. It can still be simple and highly valuable. It doesn't need to be all like highly logical or highly complicated. So get it done. Let it be messy. It'll still be valuable for your people and valuable for your business, especially if you're having fun with it. So create that museum of ice cream. It's going to be fun for you and bring in those leads. I love ending the episode on that. I think that, you know, the more we get out and do things, the better it is for our business. We can tweak and fix it as it's out there, right? Yes, exactly. And like I I created my quiz a year ago and I'm going to revisit it again and like make some adjustments to it. Like it was still bringing in leads before and it will again now. Amazing. So where could our listeners find out more about you? And then of course, remind us where to get that quiz again. It's at theconversionkitchen.com slash cook. So go ahead and go there. There's the quiz on there. You'll find my IG on there. Say hello to me on IG as well. I'm at Alison Carpio, which we could put that in the show notes too. Sure. <laughs> but it's also at theconversionkitchen.com slash cook. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Launch Playbook Podcast, Allison. Thanks so much for having me, Sarah. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for tuning into the Launch Playbook Podcast. If you want to get weekly launch secrets in your ears, I hope you'll hit subscribe on iTunes so you'll never miss an episode. Because who knows? It could reveal just a thing you've been looking for to make your next launch a success. And be sure to leave a five-star review on iTunes telling me how this episode inspired your launch plans. Until next time, keep putting your big ideas out into the world. I'm rooting for you.